<laughs> yo, yo. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. That's four good mornings for you. First Sky Omaha Radio, First Sky Omaha in the morning. Get up and get your body moving. Yep, yep. So, you know, we'll see. Anyway, uh, uh, we, we're going to go ahead and go to our guest uh, that we do have in the house now. We got our man Chris Bowling from The Reader in the house. Let me see if I can get him up. There he goes. Hey. Can you hear us? I can hear you loud and clear. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. How's it going? It's good. It's weird seeing myself like on the screen there when I'm only like, <laughs> a couple feet away from Paul. But now I'm good. It's a little early for me. I'm usually not awake quite this early, but I'm doing good. Yeah, we, we get that. We get that a lot. We get that a lot. <laughs> uh, but thanks for joining us. Thanks for being here. And, uh, you know, won't uh, waste too much time or hold on to you for too long. Uh, sure. Get right into the meat and potatoes. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, of course, Chris Bowling is uh, one of the journalists, one of the writers, uh, one of the lead guys over at The Reader. Uh, so so definitely, uh, again, enjoying our partnership with The Reader. If you're not familiar, check out The Reader at TheReader.com. And um, we're here to discuss your latest issue and, and uh, the story that you wrote specifically specifically in that issue uh, talking about TIFF and, and the projects. Um, so, so just kind of give us a little background into TIFF. How'd you get into the story? how did it kind of come across sure. your radar? Um, well, I guess I first, okay. So, so what TIFF is, it stands for tax increment financing. And what that means is that the city will, you know, decide, Oh, Hey, we want to do a project. And the, they'll basically freeze the taxes for 15 years and then pay back those taxes to the developer to incentivize building in a blighted or substandard area. That's what it's called in state law. Um, and so basically it's supposed to be a tool for the public to spur private development. And it's really attractive because you don't spend any real money. Like theoretically, if you didn't develop there, the property taxes wouldn't change anyway. Um, so, and so the problem with it though, is it's sort of, I guess, okay, so where it came up on my radar was last year, uh, you know, we obviously had lots of protests and lots of discussion about equity and all this stuff, and especially around housing. And um, I started to see, you know, I mean, TIFF has been used in Omaha and around the country for decades, um, but I just, I guess I started to notice more, um, you know, why... A lot of TIF projects are really centered around downtown. Well, more so now, like Blackstone, Midtown, you know, like Sarbin, um, that sort of stuff. And my thought was, if this is supposed to be for blighted and substandard areas, you know, why is this going to areas that you know when I where I go, they're not so blighted and substandard. They're, you know, like booming little commercial districts full of you know. Uh, early 20 somethings or college kids or whatever. So yeah, I've just have wanted to look into it for a really long time um, because what it really comes down to is there's really a philosophy question with TIFF. You know, what are we supposed to use it for? Are we supposed to be using it, um, you know, in this altruistic way to uh, create more equity, to build where there aren't projects already happening, that sort of thing. Or is it just a tool to help basically, you know, further um, 
a city's master plan to, you know, so yeah, it, the story really kind of came down to that, like analyzing the philosophy of like, well, you know, how are we supposed to use it? And I mean, just to put some dollars in there, I mean, it's not like a small thing. It is the city's biggest tool to spur public development and over. So we, we built a little database um, and I think it was back to 2006. We've spent over half a million dollars. Um, well, I mean, it gets we've subsidized half a million dollars or mm-hmm. a quarter, sorry, half a billion dollars. I'm getting oh. all <laughs> Tiff is very Tiff is very weird because you don't really like I said, you don't really spend the money. You just sort of set it aside and you say, OK, well, we're not going to reap the extra tax benefits. So we've subsidized half a billion dollars since 2006. So it's not an insubstantial amount. That's right. Get your get your zeros right. <laughs> yeah, no. it's just, yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, it gets complicated. Uh, I I promise the story lays it out very simply. Um, but you know, it's early. <laughs> hey, we already got a question in the chat on this. Uh, Wanda Luce is saying, "Why do they grant TIF to wealthy corporations and not smaller companies that need it?" Mm-hmm. It's a really good question. Um, basically, because um, so I guess I'll like uh spin it in the way that I think you're meaning it. So like, okay, so if you go on our website and you look at the story, we built this big database, there's a map um, and it shows the density of dollars spent. And basically it's just this sort of like hot streak from downtown down to Exarban and North and South Omaha, which we know are the less invested in areas of the city. You know, there's, there's some projects here and there, but not so much. Um, Basically it's because the so developers still want to make money and they still want to have a good ROI, which is a return on investment. So they want to build in places where it seems like they're going to get their money back or, you know, not just make get their money back, but actually make money. So um, they they're more apt to want to build in places that are, um, you know, that like like Blackstone, for example, like there's a lot of money already going into that. It's a big commercial district. Um, but, you know, 10 years ago, it wasn't quite like that. So it was easier to get money. Now the question is like, OK, well, why do we keep, you know, spending money there? Blah, 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 blah. Um, the other, you know, reason um, and, and yeah, so like in North or South Omaha, your property taxes are already so low that they say, you know, the the developers aren't going to want to go there because they're not going to be able to make as much money basically. Um, and you know, while TIF, you know, is a pretty hefty subsidy on the total project, it's still, you know, like generally it's a, a smaller fraction. I mean, it's, it's not insubstantial, but it's not the whole thing. So the city can't like make somebody, you know, build up there, um, or, you know, North or South or, you know, wherever, um, they just have to basically, work with the developers to come together and say like, you know, what are we going to do? And then, yeah, to your question about smaller corporations, I mean, a lot of these projects are like pretty big projects. Um, so like the ones you hear about are going to be the big developers, but you know, there's, um, there's groups like, uh, I talk with Matthew Cavanaugh, who's the executive director of, or CEO of Holy Name Housing. Um, you know, they've been around for decades building homes in uh, primarily North Omaha, and they get TIF projects all the time. The problem is, is that they are a little smaller than what you might see elsewhere because they're just operating, you know, the the growth in property taxes is just never going to be equal to like what you might get down there. So you can get a Blackstone Hotel or Cottonwood Hotel or whatever in 
Blackstone. Um, but it's going to be hard to swing that in, you know, North or South Omaha. Now, I mean, they did build the Highlander partially through um, TIF dollars, but, you know, I would say that's probably one of the most big noteworthy um, TIF developments in North Omaha, but, you know, you can name so many in uh, along like Dodge Street. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, it's, it's like the Highlander is like one of the only major TIF projects yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, there, there's if you look at the map, you can kind of like look around and it's interactive and everything, which is great. But, you know, there have been other projects. It's just like, for instance, the Crossroads, um, they are, you know, basically one step away from getting $80 million in TIFF. Um, and that would be the most uh, ever given out. Um, and so that's pretty, that's a, that's a lot of money. There aren't any TIFF projects in North and South Omaha that are, getting anywhere near close to that and midtown crossing got almost 40 million um you know what would that have been back in 2008 i think or you can look on the you know database that we put up there and see for yourself so like in other words there's there's uh all these developments that are going up that are that people are aren't really you know most people aren't really able to afford um and the and tiff tiff dollars are are behind it Mm -hmm. let me let me um back you up a little bit just a little bit because I need you to, like Denzel said in that one movie, explain this to me like I'm a six-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, TIFF dollars come from where? Um, well, technically nowhere because, so let's say you've got a plot of land. You say it's been designated blighted and substandard by the city, um, which means, you know, higher unemployment, um, stagnated population, high rate of poverty. So you identify this place, say, I want to build whatever there, like a, a hotel or something. Um, you say, I cannot build this unless I get, you know, $10 million from you uh, to build it. City so says, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to take this, you know, blighted piece of land. We are, you're only going to pay the property taxes that you know that place is currently worth because as you develop that land the property taxes go up mm-hmm. and so but you don't have to pay those i mean you technically do pay them but you pay them to the, the county and the county gives you that money back so basically you're just doing this even line here because if you had to if you didn't get the tiff money you'd just be paying you know all those property taxes and so basically it doesn't really it doesn't necessarily like cost anyone anything um now i'm not explaining it to you like you're a six-year-old it's getting you show sure yeah well <laughs> I'm, already, it's, it's, I'm already playing nintendo and stuff in my head. <laughs> all right yeah i mean basically i mean that's it i mean that's that's sort of why it gets a little you know people i think are just now really starting to pay attention to find out about it because it is a little complicated i mean it's really not it's just that you know, it, to explain it sounds complicated. Um, yeah, I mean, someone I see Precious say it. It's basically a tax write-off, basically. Yeah. So okay, let me like, go ahead. I'm sorry. Just saying, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like a tax break using okay. you, you, which you get qualified for the tax break by using yeah. the blighted, blighted yeah. designation. Okay. okay, hold on, hold on. Let me jump into the chat. That the chat seems to be helping me out with with some of these questions here. Uh, Wanda Lewis is asking. Peter Kiewit has a big interest in Northeast Omaha plans for their building because that's where a lot of new development will take place they are also asking for tiff funds is this a is this a good thing is it a bad thing uh while you ponder that 
uh, um, Precious McKesson says, I still don't know why anyone thought Crossroads deserves this much money in TIFF. Uh, it won't be affordable housing at all. So uh, that's that's my issue, too. Uh, this the, These tax breaks that earlier in the chat, somebody was asking how come smaller corporations, smaller companies who need it don't get it. And these big corporations are getting it that seemingly can already afford to do all this stuff in the first place. Uh, Precious says folks get the money off areas claiming to be in poverty driven er, driven area and the folks truly in poverty can't even live there. Um, it's basically a tax write off. Allie Peeler is saying morning friends. Good morning, Allie. Thanks for joining hey. us. She says, uh, thank you for speaking on this. It seems like if TIF funds are used, then a certain percentage of the development sounds sound should be de designated for affordable housing. Why isn't it? Why can't that be a stipulation? Mm -hmm. Uh, Von Chapman in the house says, good morning. If TIF were used in North Omaha to create improved infrastructure like it's being used in other districts, districts, Benson, uh, there there would be more jobs, jobs, poverty and less crime. Uh, in, in effect, TIF is not inclusive. Um, Precious McKesson says, Ta yes, tax break off the backs of poverty that doesn't exist in those areas in some cases. Um, also, Wanda Lewis says the property that's being developed is not for ownership it's go it's for ongoing profit uh so so yeah so they're they're helping me out understanding this a little bit uh you got you, you i i feel like there's a lot of stuff going on midtown blackstone all these areas that have that are being built up and they're be being built off off of uh, tax breaks that come from areas right next door to them like in north omaha south omaha with blighted areas mm -hmm. that's where they're getting their money in the first place or, or getting these breaks because of in the first place, but it seems like if you're going to get a break off of a blighted area, that blighted area should be fixed, not. Well, but, you know, that's the thing is, like, the the way the law is written is pretty liberal. So, um, you know, not politically, but just, you know, metaphorically or whatever. But so, yeah, like Blackstone, like, I get technically is still a blighted area or it's considered, you know, in the city of Omaha, they call it community redevelopment areas. And so they, because the area around it, all the census tracts or whatever they decide to use, they can still use it like that. And there's nothing that says like you have, I don't think even in the law, it says you have to like, you know, fix it or, you know, anything like that. It's just, I mean, now the assumption is, is that if you're building in a blighted area that in 15 years, 20 years, whatever, there shouldn't be blight. That's another big question that's brought up in the story about um, accountability and how I mean, it's been, you know, decades now that the, you know, even in the state of Nebraska, they've been trying to, you know, off and on try to implement an accountability thing because there's really like once the money is doled out, there's generally not a lot of checking back in, at least as far as like creating documents that the public can then view. Mm, okay. Mm. But yeah, I did. Um, Precious brought up affordable housing, and I don't know if you guys want to, you know, jump into that or not. Um, but always, that's always. A, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a really big. So obviously, I mean, the close for one of the closest ways to connect how this could be used to further equity is affordable housing. So we're in an affordable housing crisis in Omaha. Hopefully, everyone knows that, but you can't say it enough. Um, but uh, yeah, so some cities actually say if you're going to use TIF dollars or I think if you're going to even develop, you know, a huge project um, like an apartment complex or something, you have to have a certain percentage of the you know units be affordable. Um, and Omaha does not have that. Um, 
And in fact, Omaha does not even have a definition of affordable housing. I was told. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, so that's uh, and affordable housing can be a complicated thing, I suppose, to, um, you know, suss out, I guess, in, in city, you know, bureaucracy. I, I, I don't know. All I've all I've been told is that that we don't have a, a definition of affordable housing and there is no universal definition accepted. But uh I mean, you know, I'm, I guess I guess I'm not going to editorialize on that, but it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, I, I think um, just on f- affordable housing is there's two two things that are kind of working simultaneously, but not necessarily um, together. Uh, one is the concept of affordable housing. Um, and then, like you said, so when we think of the concept of affordable housing, you think, of course, housing that everyone can afford, which as it states, what they're considering affordable housing is not the case. It's yeah. not that. So there's the concept and then there's the actual affordable housing, which to your point, you said there is no um, real definition. So that really makes me think affordable housing is only being used as a political buzzword. Well, no, no, not necessarily. So there's no definition in Omaha. There are okay. definitions. Okay. So the housing, um, uh, housing and Urban Development HUD, they define affordable housing as housing that costs less than 30% of your income. Okay, so that makes sense. But then you have to say, if you're developing projects, how, like, what, if I'm, if I own an apartment complex, what am I supposed to set my rent at to consider it affordable? Is it, um, and I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there's something called AMI, average median income. Mm-hmm. And so you basically set it at like, I think 80% or mm, potentially less or something of the average median income. And that is, so that would be someone who's making like a little bit less than, you know, the average median income. So then, you know, theoretically, then you're getting a lot more of like the, you know, people that are on the poor side of the scale. But I mean, to their point, it is tricky, but other cities have figured it out. And, you know, the fact that we're, you know, that the Sherwood report, um, and well, it's not just the Sherwood report, it's Omaha Community Foundation, a lot of different organizations as well. But um, that came out a little while ago. And I think that put our um, our shortage of affordable housing units at about like 80,000. Um, and mm-hmm. one in four Omahans are spending more um, than 30% of their income on housing. So their housing cost burdened. So we clearly have a problem here. And I mean... I say it in the story a lot. Um, you know, the sources say it and everything. TIF is not going to be the the fix all solution to that. I mean, uh, I think that the you know the report I'm referencing uh, says that we need to spend 2.4 billion dollars on affordable housing over the next 20 years. Um, if we've spent only half a billion dollars through TIF in the last you know what is that 15 years? And eh, you know, is it going to get us there? Probably not. But the point is, is like you can use this however you want, you know? And so, you know, there are going to be, if you were to go that truly equity driven altruistic route, you know, you're probably not going to get these big name projects like crossroads or, you know, lots of stuff in Blackstone. Um, But, you know, some people would say it's a signal of intention and it, you know, it's my thoughts. It's it's my thoughts. Um, Just, the interest, why why this is of interest to me, and I think some of our listeners is the the sense that this the the issue with this blighted designation and, and the impact it has on whether or not you get 
this big multi-million dollar tax break. And to your point of intention, I'm going to just say it. It definitely seems like there's an intentional lack of investment in North Omaha to make it a blighted place. Therefore, the major developers can get these major tax breaks on their projects. Well, OK, so it's not like because North Omaha is blighted, then you can build in Blackstone. Like all these areas are considered blighted. Like there's a there's a map. Um I don't think it's on our story, but I could probably put it there. But if you go on the city's website, they have a map. So it's not like, you know, we keep North Omaha blighted so that we can build, you know, in Axarban or something. Those areas are all considered blighted. Which which I, I got to say sounds real suspect to me, too. Uh, there wasn't nothing blighted going on in Blackstone when the Cottonwood Hotel went up. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's part of the thing. So like 10, 15 years ago, Blackstone and, you know, Midtown before even that they were blighted areas. Um, I mean, well, they're, they're technically still blighted areas, but you know, when you look at with your eyes, you can say, okay, yeah, this doesn't look like an up and coming place. But I don't now, see no blight. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now the thing is, is why do they continue? And I see white. I don't see black. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, I think there's, I don't know if I put it in the story, but one of the quotes from the person I uh, interviewed who um, lived in an apartment complex that was torn down because of, it was going to be a TIF project. Um, she's like, yeah, they're just using our tax dollars to build whatever, whatever like weird rich kid shit they want to build in Blackstone and ask anyone in a polo, you know, walking down like Farnham street and Blackstone and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, no. So that's, that's the point. The optics <laughs> don't look very good. Yeah. Yeah. Most deaf. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let me jump into the chat real quick. It's actually uh, eight Oh eight right now. If you believe in the concept of time, uh, we're speaking with Chris Bowling from the reader. Uh, the latest article is about TIF funds. I've been waiting on this because I've been having so many questions about it myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the chat, Miss Erica Fell says, so the cities, cities can put their own stipulations, shake my head, that Omaha doesn't. So uh, what do we do to make an official definition of affordable housing? This is something that we've been talking about uh, during editorial meetings and all kinds of stuff uh, ourselves. Because, uh, yeah, it's really interesting that there is no definition in they And, uh, you know, they could just say, well, hey, it costs you $1,000 to have a one-bedroom in Omaha now. And that's just that. Uh, Wanda Lewis says, Omaha is gridlocked and can no longer build or, or no build west. New development is taking place in the oldest and historical area of the city. Tear down and rebuild seems to be the model that I'm seeing. Uh, she also says, they are starting to stack people with all these apartments. We'll soon look like New York. Mm. Single family dwellings will be a thing of the past, mm. as well as as well as home ownership. Uh, yeah, for some, I can I can definitely see uh, every time there's something that's coming up, I definitely see that what's what comes up is a, a bunch of of uh, apartment buildings uh, that they call affordable that are generally not, and and they are stacking those up all over the all over the place too. Uh, and, and not a lot of a uh, home, single family homes, not a lot, not even a lot of apartment buildings in, in, in North and South Omaha, really, to be honest. Um, this is all mid midtown, uh, Blackstone, Benson, you know, these, these other areas that you're saying are also considered blighted. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it, I don't know if they're, you know, what, what, what's the, what's the conclusion of this? What's the solution? Uh, Vaughn Chapman says, what is considered the most blighted district in Omaha? Did, did you know that? Does your map show that? Um, so, I mean, they don't really say that. I mean, I guess you could go with which area has the most poverty, the lowest income, all these sorts of things. And so I saw that and I pulled up. I have a map actually of 
every census district in Douglas County um, based on uh, median household income. And let's see, census tract seven has a median uh, household income of $16,855. Or $16, that is so just a little west of the airport. Um, so pretty much in like the heart of North Omaha. I mean, just a little bit north of the 24th Street Business District and everything else. So um, yeah, so the city wouldn't, I don't think they designate, designate something like that. But you, I mean... The one thing, so another thing that I look at in the story is like looking at different areas and um, seeing like, you know, how has, if TIFF is supposed to, well, if, if we think that TIFF is supposed to, you know, combat blight, then how have these different areas done over the uh, last, you know, I think 30 years I looked at um, in terms of, you know, like poverty, um, their racial makeup and um, what was the other thing? I think employment. And yeah, the trends are pretty interesting. I, I don't know if you can really say that like TIFF had a substantial impact on any, any of those things. Um, but, you know, it was really interesting. Like, you know, the places that have the worst numbers in those categories, they don't, you know, drastically switch around and change. Like, you know, a lot of these inequities are really static. Um, you know, they might improve a little bit, but like North Omaha still has the highest poverty, the highest unemployment, um, all this sort of stuff. Um, that's, you know, I don't know what role TIFF plays in that. I mean, it can maybe play some role, but um, yeah. So Mr. Eggerfeld in the chat says there's a group that works with the problem of no middle housing in Omaha. It's really interesting to me. The problems with these poorly planned subdivisions with no walkability stores, transportation, et cetera, how that contributes to poverty uh, cliff effect and lack of community. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it, what it all kind of boils down to for us is that uh, Wanda Lewis says Douglas, Douglas County housing will only allow a move west on 72nd. Um, so, yeah, I think that, you know, you can you can take some of these quotes from our chat chimers because this is what people are actually feeling like and, and thinking about that are paying attention to this, which is the reason why I love what we do here. Um, but there but that but these are the these are the reasons. And if we can figure out. Uh, you know, through your article and, and through other research, how TIFF plays a role in any of this, then uh, then in the next step is to figure out what can we do about TIFF? Let me know, uh, is, is TIFF something that's voted on? Uh, who who assigns these these tax credits? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, or, or was that a rhetorical question are you asking me? I'm asking you, but buddy, you want to add to that question? Well, um, I think before we even get there, it seems like just based on the conversation a lot of times you go into you know a reporting situation you you chase a story with questions and sometimes you come out with answers sometimes you come out with more questions uh so i'm kind of curious before you even get to you know what do we do about it did you get your initial question answered from this article and what was your takeaway that's a good question that is a really good question i can't even think about like what is my I guess, yeah, to boil it down, my my question with the article was, you know, um, I guess, how are we using TIFF in Omaha if I had to, you know, and like, is it combating blight or, you know, whatever? Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess I got the answer um, that no, we're not really, you know, I mean, I don't know. I guess this is kind of an 
you know, an opinion or whatever, but it doesn't really seem like it's being you. Well, no, it's not being used to combat the places that need it the most. So it's not like this merit system. It's basically like, you know, I mean, there's a quote in the article, you know, one of the people with the city says, you know, you got to remember, like we live, oops, sorry. <laughs> uh, we live in a capitalistic society. So, mm-hmm. you know, you got to work with these developers um, and got to do, you got to, it's a partnership. We want something, they want something. So, we just got to do what we got to do. And, you know, um, like areas like Blackstone and Midtown, like they are still community redevelopment areas because like there's we're still focused on building in them because they want to build up this uh, urban core density so that they can, you know, kind of build like these cities of I don't want to say of the future, but like where more people are taking transit and more people are riding like the orbit and where maybe one day we can have the streetcar and also you know, this is what young people want, you know, so that we can uh, attract that younger workforce, combat brain drain, all this sort of stuff. And so, yeah, to get back to your original question. So, I, I, I mean, yeah, I had some questions answered, but there are so many more. Like, I did not know that we didn't have a definition of affordable housing like that sort of blew my mind. Um, and yeah, you know, it's I guess I didn't realize. I mean, I guess we can get into like the process of how it works and how people can, if they want to make a difference, like what they can do, because that is kind of uh, interesting as well. Um, I didn't realize the process was so um, because you only hear about it when it gets to city council and Mm -hmm. you only hear about it every now and again. But I mean, there are TIF projects all the time. So it's yeah, it's 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 just a very it's such a important thing for our city and we see it happening everywhere um well i won't say everywhere but you know you where it is happening you know it's happening but Mm -hmm. it's not it's the whole process behind it is just not as like open to the public as you know maybe it could or should be um let's let's take a quick break and talk about that when you get back what what can we do about it who's in control of it von chapman is asking is tiff a piggy bank for the rich when it seems like a really good question miss erica fell says how do we get an official definition so uh stay tuned uh, once again, it is uh, eight seventeen right now. If you believe in the concept of time, uh, we have Chris Bowling on from the Reader, and uh, we're talking about TIF dollars, something that we have been talking about for a while on this show, and uh, trying to keep track of and understand. And hopefully, we're getting a little closer to it now. If you have any questions, put them in the chat. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll come right back. You're listening to First Guy Omaha in the morning, First Guy Omaha Radio. Paul B. Buddy to God, Star Trek Rich, Chris Bowling from the Reader. Stay tuned, it's going down. Thank you. 
Ooh. Too funky. Ladies and gentlemen, First Sky Omaha Radio. First Sky Omaha in the morning. Miss Erica Fell, any babies dancing right now? Thanks, Pops. I appreciate that. Uh, Brother Ignatius is very gap bandish. Whoo, best compliment ever, right there, bro. Man, rest in peace, Ronnie. Man, rest in peace, Ronnie. That's what's happening. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. This is First Sky Omaha Radio, First Sky Omaha in the morning. Paul B, buddy, the guy, Star Trek Rich, and we got my man Chris Bowling in the house right now, and uh, he's in here grooving with us as well. Uh, we're talking about the latest article, uh, the latest headline article in the uh, the reader newspaper you need to get that uh chris said that they dropped it online this morning buddy that's why we couldn't find it last night so yeah yeah we've been uh, looking we've been looking but it yeah. is online i'm looking at it now a lot of good maps and, and uh, resources on there so please y'all go check that out it's called a tiff with tiff so i i, I like that i like that title i like that title yeah, yeah. play on words like yeah that. yeah yeah but my ass i kind of like oh <laughs> uh, but i i did want to um kind of begin to wrap this up because uh, i know you're a bit, bit, very busy and don't want to hold on to you for too long so just kind of want to get to the overarching question but wanted to solidify just my takeaway from this and kind of um verify some of the feelings from our listeners and, and where this conversation has been going for us definitely surrounding tiff and it looks like you are confirming this with your article as you wrote in the article um tiff is one of tiff is the city's most powerful tool to spur development and in order to qualify for that tool in that development uh, a blighted designation plays a huge role and it seems like it's being confirmed from this article from this conversation the notion that everybody already had uh the fact that well, really the question as to if this is the tool, the biggest, the most powerful tool to spur development and you need a blighted area. Why is one of the most, if not the most blighted area in the city, not getting the benefit of that tool? And, you know, not even maybe even development that end poverty and have this overarching altruistic impact, but just development. I mean, you drive down 16th, there's no development. You drive around 24th, there's no development. Uh, so the question is, if, as as you said, if it's not being used for that purpose, what can somebody who wants it to be used for that purpose do about making that so? Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, the process of TIFF, and this is outlined in the article, and I would say there's so much about this that I can't talk about here um, just because there's limited time. So please like go online, thereader.com. It's the first story on there. Uh, check out all the data tables, check out everything yeah. like that. So there's quite a lot of stuff to go through, but yeah. Um, so if people really wanted to make a difference, so first and foremost, you should just contact your city council person, um, you know, tell them that you're concerned about it. Um, or, you know, talk to them if you have questions, see if you could talk to them about the thing, see, you know, what, where their mind is at, all that sort of stuff, because they do have a pretty big impact on like just how the, you know, how the tool is used and all of that. Um, now, if you want to like talk about a current TIFF project, so here, so I'm going to break down the process a little bit. Some of this is stuff that pe people like us can't control. Some of it is. So just, you know, hang with me for a second. So it starts out when the developer brings a project to the city the city and the developer talk that could take, you know, a month. It could take a year. That's not, none of that's public record. So we don't know anything about what's going on there. They work with them. They get a TIF application ready to go. TIF applications in there, whatever. Then it goes to the TIF committee, which features people from the city, 
um, like the planning department, the mayor's office, people like that. I think public works might be in there too. Um, none of that is public record. Don't know anything about that. That get they go through that, make sure that it's vetted, that it's looking all right. Then it goes to the planning board. Now, uh, you can pay attention to the planning board, like their agendas. I believe those are all online. And if you see a TIF project come up, you, I believe, can go and, you know, talk about it, do whatever, ask the planning board questions, you know, whatever. If the planning board okays it, then it goes to city council. And then that's where we probably hear about it the most and where people probably have the most chance of, you know, um, voicing their opinions. So there are two phases of the project in city council. There is the project as a resolution and there is the project as an ordinance. So they do the resolution first. There are it, it shows up on the agenda three times. There are two readings where you're allowed to uh, voice you know your opinion or say whatever. After that, it gets approved. Then they set it up to have the formal approval process. So like the crossroads, they got they had the first round of approval from city council. So everyone might be saying like you know oh well we already spent that money. Well we haven't yet. So. Then there needs to be an ordinance to uh, basically cement everything, make it final. So like a project like the Crossroads, that's where it's at right now. I mean, I don't know if they are even on the agenda yet, but there's basically, I think, two readings, three readings. I can't remember. But um, yeah, where they basically, you know, I don't, sometimes they don't even talk about it. Sometimes it just shows up on the agenda. But that would be so basically to wrap it up, planning board. And then city council, those are your opportunities. But also you got to remember there is a lot happening before it gets to either of those things that we basically have no control over. We don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, so that, you know, if you're someone who is interested in transparency, that might, you know, be something that you'd be, you know, might, might, might perk your ears up a little bit. Yeah, that, that definitely perked my ears up. Um, mm -hmm. But it sounds like contacting your city council member is, is kind of the best because the city council member as you said they are in those talks uh yeah. the early talks uh before it gets to to the resolution stage yeah you know i mean so a lot of and i'll say this before i get off a lot of tiff projects kind of just go through without you know a lot of opposition they just you know mm -hmm. it, it seems like a lot of people think it's just this rubber stamp thing now the city will say we put these people through so much you know all these developers like we got to make sure everything's right every t's crossed every i is dotted blah 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 so but the point is the fact is that a lot of projects don't get uh you know denied and so i asked um the current city council president, Pete Festerson, like, do you ever remember denying a project? He said um, no at the time. A couple of weeks later, he said, hey, I finally I what well, not I finally rem I remembered one. I was thinking about it. Um, I remember in 2019, we denied Dave Palladino uh, a tip thing because he was known to have a lot of code violations and mm. all this sort of stuff. So mm. I bring that up because when there is more public scrutiny, I do think it makes people like the city council think about it a little bit more because a lot of these projects right now, there's really not a whole lot of public scrutiny. I mean, right. even the person that I talked to um, for this story, like she and all of her neighbors really got together and they tried really hard to sort of get the thing halted. But, you know, I think it really takes a lot of people and it takes people doing that research and having that stuff to back it up to, you know, make a real difference. So, you can really, if you get out there and you say something and you get people organized and all that, like, I think you can bring a little bit more scrutiny to it, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, the public, 
they're going to they gonna get some scrutiny. Yeah. And also, uh, the first thing that we want to know is what Vaughn Chapman is asking in the chat. Is there TIF? Do you know personally right now from your research, is there a TIF project in District 2 North Omaha going on right now? Um, so there's another phase of the Highlander. I know that, um, oh. there are also, um, Holy Name Housing has, um, uh, some stuff going on. They're building a, oh God, where is it? Uh, 20, mm, it's on Miami, but I can't remember the other cross street, but they're building like a complex. I believe they also have some stuff in flight for some, uh, senior living, um, so yeah, no, there's, there's stuff going on. The problem is, is, you know, that's, we're talking there like a couple hundred thousand dollars. Meanwhile, you know, down the road, you might be talking about tens of millions. So right. it's, that's, that's sort of the thing. Okay, man, we can talk about this all day long. And <laughs> yeah, no, we really no, could. Right. And we're not going to do that today, but um, <laughs> appreciate you coming in and explaining what you have explained. Uh, this definitely furthers our information on this TIF situation, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what it is that we can do and all that. Uh, there's, there's a lot going on in the chat right now. Um, and, uh, I, I would encourage everybody to go back and check it out, go back and read that, uh, especially, uh, Kateri Hinman Peto's, uh, piece. She says, uh, I know people are up in arms because of the new horse racing project requesting oh God, TIFF. Yeah. Uh, the project is being spearheaded by Ho-Chunk Inc. owned by the Winnebago tribe. It's frustrating to me that we let this happen in areas like Blackstone without much question but then get upset at an initiative that would help an incredibly undeserved population. The revenue from the horse racing project goes towards housing, healthcare, and education for the tribe. I'm not super on board with TIFF, but I do, but I do think if we let white developers use it, then I think tribal entities should also be given the same opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, thank, I will, and I, I will. thank you. Hold on. Thank you for I just want to thank her for putting that in the chat because yep. he's exactly the sentiment. The reason why we're interested in this TIFF information in the first place is stuff like this. Uh, ho, they're they putting they're, they're making them jump through a whole bunch of ho chunk, a whole bunch of ho hoops to to get some things going for the tribe and and, uh, and and try and there's a lot of people that are opposed to them using TIFF dollars for this when you know we got a Blackstone, we got a Cottonwood Hotel and Blackstone with it, uh, not fair. Crossroads. Yeah, yeah. I did want to put out there because that made me remember. Also, like the connection between so developers donate a lot of money to you know city council and mayoral races so mm -hmm. I, i'm not gonna i won't go Hello. into it i won't go into it too much but you should there's also a chart in the article that goes through this very this last um election cycle and all the city council members and uh went through their campaign filings found out you know okay here's the different you know construction developers real estate whatever uh people and who you know who they donated to and who got the most money and all that sort of stuff and so I would encourage people to look at that as well because, uh, yeah, you know, Ho-Chunk's name is in there. They're donating to, um, you know, I think almost every city council race. And so, um, but yeah, no, I definitely understand her point. And yeah, that 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 thing is definitely a pretty complicated thing. Chris Bowling of The Reader, mm -hmm. thank you very much. Appreciate you coming in. You, you always uh, dive deep and that's what we love of about course. you. Of course. Thank you guys mm -hmm. for having me. I appreciate it. Definitely, right definitely. Uh, a tiff with tiff available on the reader.com and in the new issue of the reader. Go ahead and uh, get your subscription today. That's right. We'll take a quick break. You're listening to First Sky Omaha Radio. First Sky Omaha in the morning. Paul B, buddy to God, Star Trek Rich, and uh, everybody who uh, chimed into the chat uh, over with Chris Bowling. We appreciate it. Thank you very much for that. Go back and read everything that's in the chat. 
It was a very good discussion. We'll take a break and be right back. Stay tuned. First guy on Maha Radio, Paul B. Buddy, the guy, Star Trek Rich. Yo, 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 First Guy Omaha Radio, First Guy Omaha in the morning, November 8th on this Monday, 2021. And uh, yeah, we're getting down to the bottom of some things. Yeah, no, that, was, that was informative. That was informative. Although we couldn't, couldn't explain it to the six-year-olds in the group. Um, not yet, not yet. That's all right. That's all right. We're getting down to the bottom of it. So I definitely appreciate everyone who chimed into the chat with that. Uh, yeah, chat was going off. A lot of good questions, a lot of good points. And uh, definitely, uh, Mr. Terry, him and Petto, thank you for, for dropping that uh, comment in the chat. Um, and that was definitely something that brought our attention as far as we were asking about that uh, situation with the, the racing, the track race or, or the new horse track. But and when we found out that when the Big O Tribe was behind that, that did kind of kind of change. Our, our tone um because yeah, we, we down with ho chunk for sure yeah we down with it we down with it that's the that's the big question again you know how can we get more diversity in in the types of projects and, and the type of people that are being awarded uh these tiff projects a big shout out to chris bowling for for uh, breaking some things down for us but there's a lot more information charts uh there's actually a pretty good map on, on the article on the website uh, to give you a little more insight into that so Again, definitely um, check out thereader.com. And we might have to have uh, Miss Juanita Johnson, our uh, North Omaha council member, on to, to talk about that a little more. Because, uh, again, planning department, the city council is kind of in the middle of that. Uh, so that's my, that might be the next next uh, iteration of this conversation. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, that's where we're going with it. Uh, but moving along, uh, continuing. Vanglorious. By the red, the black, and the green. Black, 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 black. One move, we move. Just like that. Just like that. Black, 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 One move, we move. Just like that. At the crossroad with the key. By any means necessary. 